You are listening to the Live Your Own Fit podcast, episode number 38. Hello, everyone. I'm super, super excited that you're here with me today. We are delving deeper into one of those subjects, one of those topics that a lot of us aren't too (laughs) excited to chat about. And often when we chat about goal setting, which we're going to chat about today, so we are diving a bit deeper into goals and how to set goals. But what I find is in the past when I myself have personally set goals, it's very rigid, it's not very heart-centered and it's almost like you're trying to conform to this way of setting goals that you just can't connect with and um, all of a sudden your brain goes into that fright and flight mode and that fear mode and it's easier, much easier just to say, I don't know and you don't uh, follow through on actually being specific with your goals and being really courageous and daring to dream a bit bigger in your goal creation and then learning how to put an action plan into place so you can achieve your goal. I think a lot of us have had the pressure of setting goals because we're thinking about the result. So we're thinking we really need to achieve this goal. So let's take, for example, uh, we are going to sign up and do a triathlon, our first triathlon, and we're aiming for a specific time um, on that we want to complete that triathlon by. That can be quite a scary goal because you've put this pressure on yourself What happens if we said to ourselves, I'm okay if I'm I'm having no expectations in achieving this goal, I'm okay, but I'm really, really excited by the byproducts of going for this goal. So I'm almost, I'm more excited about the journey on the way to reaching my goal. And if I reach my goal, that's fabulous. It's just an extra benefit. But hey, I want to learn what sort of person I can become and the sort of people I can meet on my way to that goal. And there's so many other parts to it that we'll delve deeper into a little bit later. But Just think when you're setting goals, the first thing I want you to think is have no expectations because once you say to yourself, I have no expectations, you'll find that like even now for myself sitting here recording this for you, I I say I have no expectations and I really feel it and all of a sudden my shoulders have gone back, I'm breathing clearer, I'm in a more a proactive stance rather than a reactive, fearful sort of stance. And I feel a lot better and a lot more confident and at ease. So try doing that if you find that you're like getting a lot of blockages or you're finding it is quite hard for you to actually commit to getting a pen, a paper and writing down your goals. There's a lot of fear there and self-doubt. There may be some guilt. There may be some shame or even some memories from the past. Perhaps you've been in a workplace previously or you've been at school, university, whatever it is, and you have some really not quite nice memories of setting 
goals. So just say to yourself, I have no expectations and just start afresh and um, and have the expectation actually that it's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting, but you don't have any expectations about actually achieving that goal. Okay, so that's enough of a rant <laughs> from me. So why am I talking to you about setting goals today and about goals? I have this quote in my office and it's a Dr. Seuss quote. So shout out to everyone that's a Dr. Seuss fan. Um, and it is the quote, It's it says, you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself in any direction you choose. And I really, really, really love that quote. It just resonates with me a whole heap. Um, I've personally battled with a lot of self-doubt in the past. I let a lot of negative uh, thoughts about myself and my ability and just often looking at a quote like this and feeling deep into it can really help me to move past any sort of negative emotions of self-doubt and shame, etc. So yeah, I love, love, love this quote. Um, so I do have people coming to me that are simply put, they feel like crap and they find they're not performing in life like they know they can and they feel like their weight, their energy levels and just uh, their ability to control their mind, um, so focus and clarity and also their emotions is really reduced and the older they get the worst it seems to be getting as well they've been to their doctor and the doctor tells them it's aging you're getting old uh, you just have to put up with it basically or um, they they go down the um, antidepressants route um, and self-medicate but one of the first things that I work with my clients to do is create some like passion around what they're trying to set out to achieve. And a lot of the time it's number one, giving yourself permission to actually even dream. So a lot of us are rushing around. I like to refer to it as rushing syndrome. And we actually don't take the time to be honest with ourselves, be courageous and take a pen and paper in hand and actually set some goals. So it is a lot harder in practice than it seems just to say, go set a goal, you'll be fine. Um, I want you to be specific. I want X, Y, Z, um, and then come back to me. It is harder than that, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> so let's unpack it. I'm going to give you a, a really simple process of how I set goals for myself and how my clients learn to set their goals as well. And I'm also going to let you know why we do set goals. So when you think about it, we do really well when as human beings uh, with a brain uh, have direction and we have routine and we have habits and we also have motivation. And a lot of the time motivation comes from when you're intrinsically motivated, but you're also receiving positive reinforcement. So that can be from yourself, like intrinsically, or it can be extrinsically from someone like a boss at work or a parent a coach, anyone like that. 
It's more, much more powerful if you're intrinsically motivated. So that's why thought work and mindset and learning and having the ability now, uh, learning my process for setting goals is just so, so powerful. So we do set goals because we want to provide direction for our childlike brain. And this is something that's never really resonated with me before. And as I said before, it's felt very rigid in the past when I've tried to set goals. So what we want to do is we want to try and set goals from a place of abundance, not from scarcity or fear. Because ultimately we want happiness and we want excitement when we're setting goals and we want to enjoy the journey. If you don't enjoy the journey of getting to your goal, you're going to give up before you even get near your goal and any hope for achieving that goal is going to basically um, be swept away. So you ne- we need to figure out how we can enjoy the process of reaching our goal. So I just want you to stop now and I want you to ask yourself a question. Have you ever allowed yourself to be truly present and dreamt about what you want? And I'm talking about with abundance, not scarcity. So I'm not talking about sitting down and going, oh, I'd really like to lose weight because I think I'll be liked more by my friends or I'd really like to perform better in meetings because I think I'll be accepted more by my boss and my co-workers. So it's not coming from place having a desire because it's fear-based and it's coming from a place of scarcity, basically. So if you're finding it hard to set, like, Uh, to identify and acknowledge your desires. And when I talk about desires, I'm talking about goals. They're basically goals, but we haven't made them into goals yet. So what I'd love you to do right now, or you can pause me now, go grab a pen and paper. I would love you to write down 20 desires you have. But before you write those desires down, I just want you to get into that abundance and like positive a frame of mind, that excited childlike frame of mind. So play around with it. Don't be scared of dreaming too big with your desires. Absolutely fine. If you're finding it really, really hard to not get into that abundance type mindset and you find that fear is coming into it, what you can do is alternate. So you'd start with a desire that is true already. So it could be that you're already married. So you may write down the desire of, I really want to be married. And then you'd feel what it's like to be married. And in this case, you're already married. So it's really, really easy. The next desire you would write is something that you haven't achieved or you haven't gotten yet. So that might be, I really, really want to um, sorry, (laughs) brain fade. I really, really want to make $200,000 this year, or I really, really want to get that promotion, whatever it is. Um, and then feel into what it would feel like to either 
make that amount of money or to get that promotion. So you're really feeling those positive, confident, happy, stoked vibes that come with that and you're already getting into that mindset and you'll find that your body will change again, you'll sit up taller, your shoulders will be back and you'll start to encompass that sort of person. So play around with it, either write down 20 desires that you have um, but perhaps you don't already have them and if you're finding that hard to do then alternate between desires things you already have achieved and things that you want to have have achieved so take your time in doing that once you've done that what you can do is you can pick out one of those desires on your list and get more specific with it so this desire is how now what you're going to do is turn that desire into a goal and it's going to be an actionable goal so the more specific we can be with our desire in describing it, the more chance we'll have of actually reaching that goal. So at this point in time, we don't want to be including how we're getting to the goal because what will happen is your brain will actually uh, become very uh, in flight and flight mode. Um, it will become, it, it, we, we have basically a primal brain. So it will go into protection mode and it's a lot easier just to ditch the pen and paper and go reach for some short-term pleasure. So that's not what we want to do. We actually want to use our prefrontal cortex of our brain and we want to pick out a desire from that list and we want to get really specific with it. So for example, if I wanted to uh, let's say that the goal is to run a marathon. You would say, I want to run a marathon on the 9th of De- of September. It is going to be the Gold Coast Marathon. This will give me a year to train for the marathon. And I am going to stay at the Royal Pines Resort and I will run in my Nimbus Asics shoes with my Garmin watch and my Marlowe flower child bike pants and my crop top. So you know what I mean? Like just get as specific as you can so you can really visualize yourself doing that desire, basically doing that goal. Now, what you'll find is you might get a little bit intimidated by the goal because you've just told yourself you're going to run a marathon. And at this point, you're actually like backpedaling and you're thinking, I can't do that. The thoughts are going through your mind. Why do you think you can do that? You're ridiculous. You know, you don't have enough time in your life. Your family's going to get affected if you train for this. So you may have some thoughts that just don't work for you going through your mind. And that's okay. Feel into it. Don't be scared of it. Absolutely normal. It's always, it, it is going to happen while you're in this early process of setting goals. So don't worry, expect those thoughts and be okay with it. We all do have them. But what we can do is to combat those thoughts and actually make the process work for us. 
we can get even more specific. So once you have your goal of that specific goal of running the marathon on the 9th of September at the Gold Coast with XYZ, um, wearing XYZ gear and having, you know, different loved ones watching you, however specific you want to get to it, you can break it down into what you what you call um, I suppose simple goals. So they're your short-term goals. So it may be um, you would break it down into um, 12 one-month goals. So it might be um, in four weeks' time, I want to be able to run 10 kilometres at this pace and at this heart rate. Um, so yeah, break down the goals so they are more achievable and make those simple goals very, very easy for you to achieve. So there's actually no way that you can't achieve them. So you could even go one step further and with that goal of running 10 kilometers in four weeks time at X amount of heart rate, I would then be breaking it down into this week I am running, you know, three times a week and I will run for this long and concentrate building up my aerobic heart rate between this heart rate and that heart rate. And the other goal might be this week I'm going to shop for running shoes or this uh, by Sunday next week, I would have contacted five running coaches and picked the running coach that I felt was right for me. So you can see how you can easily break down those bigger goals into those smaller, simple goals. So your brain sees a simple goal as, yeah, I can do that. That's doable. And once you actually achieve that little doable, simple goal, you get that motivation and that that intrinsic um, positive feedback and you then just going with momentum and you know you, you can achieve the other goals. So really, really dumb down and simplify those bigger goals, that bigger goal of running a marathon. And basically when you simplify your big goal, you're making an action plan. So this is pretty powerful. You're creating your own action plan. So this is called the how, basically. <laughs> so once you've once you've got your desires, let's just backtrack for a minute. Once you've got your desires on the piece of paper, you're then going to pick one desire out. And with that one desire, you're going to get really specific. So that's going to be the big dream of running the marathon, for example. And it could be anything. It could be find a life partner, get a boyfriend. Like it doesn't have to be any, you know, fitness related. I'm not telling you to go run a marathon. <laughs> um, so pick the, the big goal and then break it into doable, simple goals. So if you had a 12-month goal, you'd be breaking it down into monthly goals. If you had a six-month goal, you'd be perhaps breaking it down into bi-monthly goals. But you can go as specific as you want. I personally like to have weekly goals. 
So for me, if it was fitness related, I would then um, do my training. So I'd be doing X amount of hours per week leading so I can really visualize, okay, what have I got happening each day? But that's just me. Everyone is slightly different with their goals and how intuitive you want to be in the moment or how like well how organized you need to be to be confident that you can achieve that goal. So the next step is to picture yourself having achieved that goal. So this can be now be done really confidently because you've broken your goal into this quite big scary thing that doesn't really exist because it's a big goal, you've broken it into these simple doable goals that you know deep down that you can do. And once you tick off one, you're going to have momentum to tick off the others. So now you are picturing yourself having achieved that goal. And so that, for example, with myself, that's going to me, uh, me picturing myself literally running over that finish line at the Gold Coast Marathon. When you do this, I want you to envisage and also really, really feel what feelings do you have? What do you feel like? Do you feel really excited? What sort of person are you now? What sort of person have you become What people have you got around you to perhaps help you achieve your goal? So this is where we start creating our action plan and it's called the how. So how did you achieve this goal? And this is where you want to write down and where I see my clients writing down a real clear picture of how they achieved that goal. So a lot of the time it, it will be just Um, a really clear snapshot of your smaller doable goals. But it might also include your um, tasks that you know you have to get done. So for example, it would be, and you can refer back to your simple doable goals because they're going to be in your action plan now. But you can just write down and putting pen to paper, just a side note, is super, super powerful. So a lot of us these days are very, uh, we love using our Google Docs. We love using our notes on our phone. But there's just something to do with putting pen to paper that's quite uh, therapeutic and nourishing to the soul and you'll find that the more times you actually write down your goal, the more times your brain sees that as gospel and it takes it on as you've achieved that goal and your belief in yourself naturally will just prosper and will definitely increase. So don't worry about how many times you write down your goal. It also really helps to share your goal with others other people. So this is why people really resonate with having someone like a coach or a mentor because you're not just accountable to yourself for that goal and take and actually taking those action steps and within that goal, but you're accountable to someone external to yourself. And you also know that you have someone else's buy-in and support as well. So you just automatically feel a lot more safer, a lot more grounded and at ease at achieving that goal. 
So when you write down the how, it is basically just writing down your action plan. So for doing the marathon, it might be I'm contacting XYZ coach on these dates to see if I can have a running program. I will go to the Sunshine Plaza on this date to look at running shoes or I will reach out to different friends to ask what running shoes they recommend. So it just put starts to put a little bit of a story as well and once you get that out on paper it's a lot easier to actually see how that fits into your everyday life and how that's practical. So you now have a list of desires. You now have one goal that you've picked out, the one desire you've picked out from that list of desires, and you've made that into a real specific goal. But you've also now chopped that down and actually itemized doable, simple goals to help you reach that bigger goal. But take it one step further, you now have written down an action plan. And an action plan, again, is simply just basically your doable, simple goals, but put into your everyday life. So you're now scheduling, you're now saying the how. It's telling a story of how you envisage yourself achieving that goal. Now, I could um, talk about goal setting for hours, but I know it's not a topic that we all love. It is often a topic that we cringe at and we just naturally don't um, feel comfortable. And I think a lot of the time it is because thinking about ourselves and our dreams and what we want to achieve is almost a bit like committing a sin or, you know, doing something that's a little bit, I don't know, it's it's considered sort of selfish and self-centered. But I want you to not be thinking that way. That is a little bit of a story that I used to tell myself. But to invest in yourself and invest in goal setting and your dreams is just such, such, such a beautiful thing to do. And it doesn't just help you to live a better life and to feel, you know, be a better version of yourself. It also helps you really bring up those people around you too. So it's creating a ripple effect and you're having a real positive effect on the other people around you. Because as Dan Sullivan does say, so I'm quoting him here, he says the strategic byproducts along the way. So it's not necessarily completing the goal, it's the getting over any self-doubt, shame, guilt and everything along the way. So even if you don't reach your goal, think about those byproducts that you've achieved along the way. So the people you've met, those connections that you've formed, the lessons that you've learned, the little bit of wisdom, life wisdom that you now have on board, um, the better health that you may have, whatever it is, that inner confidence that you now have, um, that extra knowledge that you have on that subject, that extra resilience that you've learnt. So even if you don't achieve that goal at the end, You've become a better version of yourself 
And that's pretty damn exciting. So don't be afraid to be really specific. Write down your goals. There is a great vision guided meditation that I do give my clients and um, I do love it. So I will link you to that vision guided meditation and it is 15 minutes. Um, Some people do fall asleep, (laughs) but it's one that I really, really resonate with and I personally do love and found it really, really works well for me. And uh, and then have a notepad and pen ready after you do do that vision guided meditation because that's when you'll write down your big dream and any visions that come to you and any desires. So if you find that that may work a little bit better for you than writing down the 20 goals, you can do that as well. I like, sorry, the 20 desires. I like writing down the 20 desires because it's a number that gets you uncomfortable and you have to start digging deeper for that, you know, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th desire. And that's, um, that's, you start learning more about yourself as well. So that's enough about me. As always, I am here if you're finding that you feel a little bit crap, you may have really low energy levels, your weight may be getting bigger as you get older, your waist circumference may be getting wider, and you just don't know why you're having so much trouble focusing on controlling your mind and you just want to be basically having better life performance. So contact me, reach out. I'm at hello at liveyourownfit.com or through our website, liveyourownfit.com. I am on all our social media channels at liveyourownfit or under my name, Jamie L. Jacobs. So hopefully uh, you did resonate with Uh, the goal setting podcast that I've given you today. If you have resonated with it and you think that there is a friend or family member or perhaps co-worker that could really benefit from hearing this podcast, I would love you to pass it on to them. It would also be great if you love this podcast, if you could give us a five-star review. Take care and I look forward to seeing you next time on the Live Your Own Fit podcast.